0: Time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with Registered Financial Consultant Glenn Mosseller. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Retirement Roadmap. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller. He's a registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting in Greensboro with an office on Mears Chapel Road. You can find him online at greensbororetirement.com. Retirement.com. That's greensbororetirement.com. Retirement.com. And on today's podcast, we're talking about Keeping it simple. It's a simple idea to keep retirement simple. It doesn't have to be overwhelmingly complicated, even though several people uh, try to make it that way from time to time. Uh, it's, it really is uh, not that hard to get a good financial plan in place. So, we're going to explore some of the ways people tend to overcomplicate that retirement planning process and what we can all do to make the process easier. To understand. But let's start with the why, Glenn. Always a good starting point, I think. Why do you think some advisors seem to make things harder than they actually need to be?
1: That's a very good question, Walter. There's all kinds of different reasons. Sometimes it's, you know, they, they folks like to show how smart they are and dazzle, you know, folks, you know, with this or that. I've heard some clients have come in and you know and they say you know that, that they don't know but they're kind of suspicious they kind of think that you know that an advisor that they worked with in the past was just was trying to make it difficult so that they, you know that they really didn't know what was going on so that they would be so dependent upon the advisor you know I don't know if that really happens you know in a lot of cases uh, certainly I, who knows you, you, it's hard to determine what the you know what the motivation of folks are without knowing who they are but but um, there's a lot of different things that happen out there and and, and things become complicated and and the thing is, is like my whole philosophy is, is that you know you want to make sure that you know that you have a plan in place that's going to work and last through time. But in doing that, you also want to make sure that you understand how it works, you know, I mean, because you're the you're the one who's going to be living throughout your retirement years with this plan and, and and making sure that you can execute on it. And if it's so complicated, then it becomes, you know, well, you know, you're very unlikely to follow through and, and and keep it in place and and do all the things that you're that you're supposed to do. And so that comes first with, you know, keeping it you know simple and then also, um, you know, making sure that you're you know, you're meeting with your advisor, you know, from time to time and making sure that, that they're accessible to to answer questions for you, and all of those things, you know, really go into play of, of keeping it simple. That doesn't mean that it that it has to be you know simplistic, but it needs to be you know where that you know exactly what to do and how to do it, and you and you know what to do this first and do this next, and and you know exactly what to do and how to do it. That's what we really are meaning by you know keeping it simple.
0: Right. Yeah. It's it's a big issue sometimes when it gets overcomplicated, especially if advisors maybe are trying to do that on purpose or have those biases or ulterior motives, not that it's, you know, we're not rising to the level of villainy here, but I think biases is probably, you know, a good way to approach that conversation. That's just one of the reasons why it gets more complicated, as you laid out there, Glenn. What are some of the first steps we can individually take that, you know, will simplify the retirement plan, some easy, actionable, you know, the low-hanging fruit, if you will, of making retirement easier?
1: Sure. Well, I mean, one of the things that I see, uh, you know, on a pretty regular basis when folks come in for the first time, oftentimes they have a variety of different accounts that they've opened, you know, throughout their lifetime. And they might have a, a 401k over here from a previous job and maybe another one. And, you know, I've seen it where they, you know, there's two or three. And then if it's a married couple, you know, even more than that. And, you know, or maybe they have an IRA over there as well, and, or, or an annuity, or, you know, they have different money placed in all these different places. You know, and you ask the question, well, you know, well, what is the purpose for this? And, you know, you know, why is that? And, you know, have you thought about consolidating these, you know, together? And, you know, sometimes it's the, the answer is, well, that's why we've come to see you, because it's, it's gotten out of hand and it's complicated. And we're not sure because we, if we move money around and we do this to another place, you know, is it going to cause taxes? And, you know, and a lot of times, you know, folks don't know. It's it's kind of complicated, you know, particularly when it's not something that you that you deal with on a on a regular basis all day, every day. And so, you know, oftentimes, you know, it ends up becoming, you know, all over the place, you know, not because people don't hear that they're not paying attention, but they're just not sure exactly what to do. And over time and a number of years and a number of jobs. It becomes all of a sudden, you know, when when you, when they start thinking about retirement, it's like, oh my goodness, we have all these accounts. What are we going to do? So that that's one of the things that I see a lot of. And then of course, when you you know when you when you have that, then you've got a variety of statements and policies and contracts and all these different things. And again, that just makes it another layer of complexity. So you know we always you know ask folks you know to bring those things in you know at some point in our, in our process and say okay let's determine what you have and let's see if it's efficient Or maybe there's some ways that we can, um, you know, reposition things so that they make more sense and and you can understand them better and they work more to your advantage.
0: Those are some great tips, I think, to get things going. What else is causing the confusion or that feeling of being overwhelmed? What are some of the common areas where you see people making, you know, the process more complicated than it needs to be? Where are some of those trigger points?
1: Well, I mean, first of all, it's, it's kind of keeping, you know, understanding and knowing what you're invested in. You know, sometimes we walk through a statement, you know, and, and, and folks, you know, they'll say, okay, well, here's my account or here are my accounts. And you start looking through and you ask them about different things that you see on the statement. And, and oftentimes it's like, well, I'm not sure exactly what that is. Or, oh, well, I think that was put in there, you know, years ago and we never revisited that. and Or I'm not sure why the advisor put that in there or, you know, why, why, I can't remember the, the rationale. And so that's really an important thing is that you understand what you have and whether or not it's there for a purpose. You know, maybe it was a purpose, you know, in years gone by, but if your needs have changed, then those things need to, you know, to be reevaluated as well. You know, and and that's really it's it's very important that you I, I can't emphasize enough to you've got to understand what you have, and that's part of the idea of keeping it simple. And if you don't really understand it, then you know you really need to understand it and then determine whether or not it's it really fits your needs any longer. Sometimes the answer is yes, and sometimes it's no. That can vary from whether you have different uh, types of investment accounts or retirement accounts. Can even go into, you know, to policies, you know, life insurance policies or or annuities or different things like that? You know, oftentimes folks have old life insurance policies that they've put into place literally decades ago. And you know, they, they they started it for a particular reason and and now those reasons are you know are different and they don't need it for the same reasons and maybe maybe you know there's another way to position those dollars or get a different policy that will serve your, your needs more you know as they are today versus where they were, you know, maybe 10 or 15 years ago. You know, so those those are a lot of things that are, like you say, kind of the low-hanging fruit that you know when when you start to do go through. And oftentimes, you know, you know, folks just have, you know, they have things that they've acquired over the years. It's not, it's not unlike, you know, when you, somebody, you know, has a bunch of stuff in their garage or their basement. You know, you kind of maybe have the same thing going on in your file cabinet where you have all your financial statements. There's just a lot of things there and, you're, and maybe it's time to do some house cleaning.
0: And then, Glenn, I think if we're talking about trying to make things simpler, eliminating some of that confusion, I know that classifications and trying to just, you know, take words rather than, let's say you've got, uh, you know, this mutual fund you're in has a score of X, Y, Z, you're using some of that broader, you know, terminology, or maybe it's too specific terminology, the other direction. How do you help classify different investments to make them simpler and easier to understand? I know you're you, part of your job. I was putting things into layman terms, right?
1: Well, that's true, Walter. And, you know, one of the key things when you're looking at statements like that and, and what, what's actually in there and what, what folks are owning is, is that you want to understand how much risk you have. And that's something that we certainly we want to do, and we want to evaluate. We, you know, we always want to know what someone's risk tolerance is, and and also kind of know where they are in, in life. I mean, are they in retirement? Are they getting ready to retire? Are they are they you know a number of years away from retirement? You know, that's going to play into you know how how things should be positioned, but also how comfortable people are with risk. And oftentimes, you know, you, as you go through the statements, you you'll find that folks have a lot more risk you know, in their portfolio than, than they think they do. And that's always a, you know, a, a kind of a, a recipe for disaster, especially if they are getting ready to retire and, you know, and and then if, let's say that they actually they actually pull the trigger and they retire. they think, OK, well, I've got all this money saved. And then suddenly the market goes through a, you know, a big correction and it goes into a bear market. I've heard lots of stories about where people, you know, had retired in 2007 and 2008 and they thought everything was fine. And, that, you know, they were just they were just going to be living off of that account and maybe their Social Security and different things. And then suddenly, you know, that big downturn happened. And they didn't have what they thought they had. And, and, now, and now they were in a big, big problem. And so that's something that, that is very key to know and understand. So, you know, you look at how they are. I mean, there's different investments. There's different ways of classifying them. You know, are they conservative? Are they moderate? Are they, you know, are they more aggressive? and just because it has that label on it doesn't necessarily mean what you think it might mean you know i've seen a number of things the word moderate you know sounds like okay well that's not that's not too risky you know, but a lot of things that were that were moderate risk were down significantly, you know, when, when we look back to 2007 and 8. And maybe that was something that, that was a little bit misleading with the label that was on it. So you really need to understand, well, what is this holding and then how much risk do I have with that? And how much risk do I have in my entire portfolio and, and, in, and in my retirement plan? And so those are some of the things that we really want to make sure that we go through and we evaluate. And we literally want to, you know, stress test their portfolio and, and, and see what they have in there. And you know, find out you know, is this built to last, or was this more of an accumulation type of portfolio that needs to, to make to a few changes to it to make it so that it it really can can be a, a portfolio that makes sense for somebody who's entering in or already in retirement.
0: Couple of key things there. If you need to put your portfolio through a stress test, like Glenn just described there, or if maybe you have had at different points in time the retirement and uh, financial planning process kind of overwhelm you and you find yourself. Shrugging your shoulders. And, you know, the common reaction I think to some of these things is to say, I think I just, I give up. It'll just be what it is. It'll just happen how it happens. Kind of takes us back to our previous podcast, Glenn, when we recently talked about, you know, luck in retirement and how you don't want to have luck in retirement. But that's probably one of the reasons why people often just say, well, I'll just kind of, you know, we're not consciously saying I'll leave this to chance, but by not taking action, by not doing some of those proper steps, that's essentially what we're saying is I'm just going to have a hope strategy for my retirement plan rather than you know navigating some of these waters. And that's why it's just so important to work with somebody who's going to make the planning process simple. And if you need some assistance in making it simpler, Glenn's here for you. You can pick up the phone and call him to schedule a consultation about your financial plan. 336-291-3535 is that number to call. Again, that's 336 336- Two nine one three five three five. He's always online as well at Greensboro dot com. You can click on free consultation at the bottom of the page to schedule your time to meet. That's Greensboro dot com, or just ask your simple questions if you'd like to by calling Glenn at three three six two nine one thirty five thirty five. All right. Well, uh, Glenn, thank you very much for the help on today's podcast. I know keeping it simple is always a a good mission to have and something you strive for each and every day there in the office. And hey, we'll look forward to talking to you on the next podcast.
1: Absolutely, Walter. I look forward to it as well.
0: Should be a lot of fun. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is The Retirement Roadmap with Glenn Mossella. Talk to you next time.